Hey guys, thanks for joining us again. Um, today we're going to be interviewing Radi. Radi is a fourth year commerce and art student majoring in economics, information systems and statistics. He's interned at both PwC and EY, as well as being the CEO of a university club called Synergy, which provides consulting services for charities, including teams of students. He has this huge list of projects and achievements, way too many to mention here. We'll have to get you to check his LinkedIn out. But um, one of the really notable ones from recently was that he was a finalist for Talent Solutions New Zealand Student of the Year um, in 2017. So it's great to have you here, Rati. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah. Could you uh, quickly summarise what Synergy does as an organisation? Sure. Um, so essentially, where Synergy tries to act as a conduit between students, um, kind of charitable organisations, social change organisations, um, we like to call them, um, just, yeah, tries to act as a conduit between both of them. So for an SEO, for a charity, what are their problems and, you know, what are the challenges they're facing? And then for students, um, kind of taking and leveraging the creativity, the skills, the efforts, the time that they have and trying to make a way or kind of facilitate them coming together so that the SEOs can benefit and the students can benefit. And just kind of everything is aligned. Everyone you know, isn't it together and it's a win-win from both sides. Essentially, that's that's what Synergy's um, trying to do. Cool. How long have you been with them? Um, so I was with them for three years. Um, started, joined uh, first sem of first year. So that would be 2015, first year. Yeah, yeah. a long time ago, <laughs> damn it. Um, yeah, like, well, so March 2015 until, um, well, I guess until now. Yeah, cool. So three years. So what you do, like, just a conversation about it, like, you start off as a consultant, right? Yeah. And um, what you'll do is you'll be paired up with a team of other student consultants, and you'll be given a charity, and they'll come and you'll talk with them, just, yeah. like, just like in you know, the big consulting world. Yeah. You'll go through a brief with them, and you'll discuss it further, and then yeah. you'll, do, you'll um, make, uh, how would you describe the end product? Um, so, yeah, you'll generate, I guess, a set of recommendations for the client, the SEO, to then try to implement. So if anyone is familiar with um, how consulting works, it's essentially like that. Project work, essentially, is what it is. So, yeah, you have your team. Um, before the team goes on the project, the project is scoped out by um, uh, a few individuals to make sure that, one, it's a fit for um, the skills the students have. Uh, two, it's a fit for the time frame that we have, which is 10 weeks, um, just because that's um, the university semester. Um, and just make sure that, you know, generally the end product will be will be something that will be able to be used by the SEO. Because at the end, of it, we don't want to waste, you know, the SEO's time, we don't want to waste the student's time. Um, that's, you know, um, that's the worst outcome um, for us. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's kind of how the consulting thing goes. And then... Once you've had a semester of kind of experiencing that, you kind of go into the organization and try to help out um, from outside of the consulting kind of program. So we have the program and every, everything else, everyone else within Synergy is trying to facilitate um, kind of the success of that program or other initiatives that can help um, the SEOs and the students alike. Absolutely. Yeah, so just to clarify, like it is a completely student-running organization. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. You are the CEO, you are a student, everyone yeah. else is a student. And so, yeah, it's a really awesome 
empowering student journey, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. And the best part, I would say, is when we reach out to um, people outside the organization, working professionals or you know, other student organizations or any other organizations, everyone's just so willing to help. And that's what I found so... That's what I loved about um, staying with Synergy those three years. You know, the, the, the sense of community is so powerful. And that's, that's what sucked. That's why I stayed, you know? Like, yeah. that was the only... Re- well, one of the only reasons why I stayed is because I couldn't find anywhere else in uni... Or I wasn't exposed to any other kind of organizations that had that same sense of community. And, yeah, that's, that's um, what I would say about Alpha Synergy. Um, based on your experience there, what are some obstacles that you've found that are stopping students being able to engage with the wider community? Yeah, sure. So in terms of engagement, I think uh, the biggest issue would be awareness. Just because um, if you, you might have a certain uh, community, let's say it's... Um, so there might be a social change organization that um, focuses on helping people with low vision or kind of um, those who have um, impaired eyesight, um, impaired vision. So that community and that organization kind of taking care of that community wouldn't necessarily have the resources to be able to help themselves, let alone communicate that, you know, this is, these are the problems that we're facing, these are the challenges, and, you know, this is where we might need help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because on one side there's the SEOs kind of just trying um, trying their best to um, help themselves on the other side you have the students who are you know not even aware of such communities even existing in Auckland right because if you come in first year um, uni you'll have most people will have uh, you know 13 years of school and in those 13 years you're not you're not guaranteed to be exposed to you know, any sort of um, charitable effort, right? Like, they are, there are those initiatives in schools with, like, 40-hour famine um, with World Vision and Amnesty International and things like that. But, you know, you're, people that tend to do those sorts of things are, you know, they, have, they tend to be like minds, you know? So it's only a very small proportion of yeah. um, students or people. And so when you get into the uni environment, there's just, you know, there's no... Unless you had personal experience with the with the issue with, or with the cause, you're less likely to you know go out and say, hey, you know, I really want to help those guys out. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, most like ninety nine percent of people, you know, would be open to contributing their efforts and and lending their time. But it's just a case of you know they don't know these problems are even a thing. Absolutely, yeah. It's like for me, like one of the experiences, like I didn't I didn't join Synergy until last year. And yeah. see, and I'm the same, you know, you, you managed to find me really early, which is great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, one of the things that I really like, re- resonates with me with what you talk about is as a first year student, I was one of those people that's like, I, I just didn't, didn't know that these yeah. kind of organizations were there. Yeah. So how would you start to go about changing that? In terms of um, kind of getting that awareness up with students, I guess it would have to be, you'd have to go through the gatekeepers um, at I guess if we talk about the university environment, you know, the gatekeepers would be um, the the kind of pillars of the uni. So you have the faculties, you have the, you know, the different arms of the university. Um, you have Campus Life, which is a uh, they kind of handle and see, oversee all of the clubs and organizations at university. They're they're responsible for allocating funding and things like that. You'd have to go through them because they have the reach. They have 
the influence, um, for better or for worse, over the students. So if, for example, the business school or you know, the art faculty or the engineering faculty endorse or support or you know, um, is implicitly you know, is associated with a certain uh, activity or organization or whatever, students you know, would be more inclined to you know, see what, what it's about. Um, so you'd have to go through the gatekeepers, get them on your side, and just try to make them uh, appreciate the challenges that are being faced in these different communities um, in and around Auckland and New Zealand. Um, because, you know, it's not because they don't care, it's just because they, they suffer from the same problem, right? If you're a head of department for, you know, a university department, all you're going to be focused on is like trying to um, raise the ranking of your department on a global scale, right? Exactly. Like all these other um, uh, ancillary initiatives aren't necessarily your priority. You you know defer them to maybe a lecturer or a professor that might be interested in those sorts of things. But then, you know, they have a full time job and it's you know it won't be their primary concern. Um, and so, it's just a matter of communicating to the people that ha who are in a position to kind of make this change like in, like structurally institutionally and try to get them on board because most people would be and from the um, professors and lecturers that we've talked to you know they're more than happy to help out um, the only reason they didn't before is because they didn't know you know the University of Auckland had this environment mm -hmm. um, this this kind of group of organizations that were really striving for social change and you know whatever way they choose to do that I think it's a it's a win win with bringing in um, staff as well because one of the other problems we really deal with is continuity of leadership and making yeah. sure that the organisation sustains and we've consulted for organisations yeah. that have had the same problem and I think we grapple with that as well. So no, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, what would you consider the worst advice that you've ever been given? The worst advice. The worst advice. Hmm. I would say that. Well, I don't think I've explicitly been given this advice in this way. I think, you know, it's just been pushed onto me um, in so many different contexts. It's the idea of risk and just not taking any, you know. Um, I think when I talk to a lot of my, uh, like, uncles and aunties or my, you know, my parents' friends or, you know, just people that are not of our generation, um, um, they are more inclined to be less or more risk averse and say so for example in terms of like where I want to what do I want to do um, after uni you know the common sentiment would be oh you know you finish your degree you should get a, a good stable job or you know get a good job as you can mm. um, make as much money as you can um, for you know one two three years and then pursue you know whatever you want to pursue um, and the kind of why I disagree with that is because one, two, three years, it might not look like a lot of time when you think about how long human life is. Um, I, you know, like, I, I think that time is much more valuable than what they um, kind of uh, assume it is because if you think about um, the energy and the passion and the creativity that you have in your early 20s right after, you, you know, you're... Most, more likely than not, you're idealistic, you know, mm -hmm. um, in terms of how people view you. And that's, that's a great thing. I love that. You know, you have this enthusiasm and you, you can never take no for an answer. I'd rather channel that into something that I want to do versus channeling it into 
you know, an environment where I know I'm going to leave after three years. You know, one, you're not being true to yourself, you're not being true to your employers. And I realize that employers um, appreciate, you know, that's the sort of um, tactic that, um, you know, students, young people take, go in three years, leave. But, you know, I don't think it's very healthy. Like, that's, you know, that's not a culture that you want to develop, right? You want to, you want to be able to, from an employer's perspective, you want to be able to support, you know, the people that come in as well um, as possible. And if they are not the best fit for, you know, what you do and your culture, um, then, you know, they should be able to then say, cool, you know, you know, we really like you, you'd be, you do really well here, you're really qualified, but, you know, given what you said of where you would like to go, you know, working here might not be the best fit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've rarely heard those sorts of um, words when I talk to, you know, people about, um, you know, what they'd like to do um, after they finish uni. Like, I'm, and I find that really sad because, like, you know, time, you know, no one has more time. Like, time is the most precious thing. Um, you know, even if you're Jeff Bezos with his $100 billion, like, he, he can't extend his life. And so that's why I reckon that was the worst advice because, you know, I don't know, maybe it's... It, well, I know it's it's a product of my experiences, but I'd rather, you know, kind of take the path less traveled and, and do what I know um, will fulfill me, will will make me not happy. I don't like... I don't like the idea of um, trying to be happy as like a life goal. I want to be fulfilled, and I know what makes me fulfilled. It's doing projects like Synergy. Um, it's working with those communities that I love so much. It's working with people that are so passionate that, you know, it, it to the point of, like, passionate to the point of, like, exhaustion. Like, I, I love working with those sorts of people. Yeah. Um, and if I, if I know that's what I want, then that's, you know, I just for me it's a no-brainer to pursue that. How do you plan on um, realizing that goal? Because it's a brilliant goal, but do you have a, you know, yeah, what's so, your personal idea like after this year? So practically, how I, and I, how I envision I'll get there is, um, so what I've tried to do from when uni started is try to get on and involved with as many projects as possible, as many varying projects as possible. So Synergy is an example of one project. Um, I was with um, Tutor House. They were kind of like a startup um, tutoring company, and I was very involved in kind of the startup side of things um, from there. Currently, I'm working on a project uh, with that has to do with like launching a satellite up into space. Right, that's completely different, completely unexpected completely out of my depth like I'm the only like, I'm the only kind of non-technical person on the team but you know I, I want to be in that environment because that's so damn cool and if we succeed in what we're trying to do then it will make such a huge difference like it'll be a game changer can um, you elaborate on that what, what, what are you launching with a satellite and- so um, we're trying to see if we can um, predict earthquakes before they occur so I'm not the best person to kind of summarize the science behind it, but essentially, um, because of how um, how much cheaper it's been, um, it's gotten rather to launch a satellite up into space. Um, the possible, like the 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 possibility of actually, you know, pursuing a business in that field or using that um, approach has become like you know, it's like people are doing it now. 
especially with Rocket Lab, right? Yeah. They had their first successful launch like a couple of weeks or months ago. And that's a game changer, right? The whole country celebrated, the whole world celebrated, right? Because they were able to take out multiple kind of miniature satellites up in space at the fraction of the cost of um, previous methods. And so that's just opening a new, there's like, yeah, it's the dawn of a new industry in terms of what's possible um, using technology, using satellite technologies to like solve various problems um, in um, in the world. And so, yeah, essentially we're just trying to um, validate a method of predicting earthquakes before they occur. And if that works, like, you know, we're, we're unsure as to whether the technology um, works because it's, you know, un- unproven, it's, it's completely new, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's at the nascence of its um, kind of life. And so if we can, yeah, we're just trying to validate it essentially. Um, and so, and we'll know um, whether we succeed or not. Um, I think by years then. Um, no, a couple of years. It's a long time frame. It's a lot of money. We need to get more <laughs> yeah. money. But like, yeah, essentially. But it's just so exciting to be a part of. You know, so like, yeah. you know, like if you told me, if you told the I don't know, ten year old me that in university you'd be working on things that will like change the world potentially, like, you know, absolutely believe it. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, you, um, you're obviously involved in a lot of different things and a lot of very exciting things. Um, what's your, and I think I know the answer to this question, but um, what would be your sort of uh, take on saying yes to everything versus saying no to things and focusing um, only on your, your, your proper pra- uh, yeah. true passions? No, true. Um, I think initially, oh, at least in, I would say, year 12, year 13, it was when I really kind of opened my eyes to like trying to be involved in these various different things. And when I um, initially started, I just said yes to everything because why not? I wanted to experience as much as I could. Um, but then kind of coming into uni, I think I realized what I wanted. Like I realized, you know, I want to I want to make a difference. You know, as cheesy as that sounds, like, I feel like most people's goals, you know, if you really whittle it down, is just to make a difference, right? Like, and for me, I knew, like, that was a, like, there was no two ways about that. And so when I was looking for things to do at uni, you know, there were some um, organizations and some activities that would, um, that would make a difference, but not an immediate difference. So it would be indirect, like, for example, you could join um, an organization and you could like, um, uh, you can help yourself to you know develop yourself to, um, to to make yourself better so that in the future you can make that difference that you've always wanted to make, um, and that works for a lot of people, which is great. But for me, I want to be able to say, you know, I made that difference now, you know, um, just because, you know the future you don't know like you could you could have those good intentions today and say you know after 10 years i'm going to start a non-profit and just like you know save everyone in the world but for me i need to be doing making that change now or the the things that i'm working on they have to have a direct you you have to be able to directly link how you're going to make how that difference is being made today otherwise or not today, but like in the short term. Otherwise, for me, it's not worth it. That's kind of the, the criteria that I've used to to evaluate whether I should say yes or to say no. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think that really relates back to Steve's interview. Where he was talking about like just don't compromise on what you want to do at any yeah. point. Because and, and you're saying exactly the same thing. Don't don't get yourself in the trap 
of going like just another year and then I can do exactly. what I actually want to do. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's brilliant. Exactly. Looking forward over the next 30, 40 years, or I know, just looking into the future, mm-hmm. do you think that universities are going to become more important, less important? How does university need to evolve? Should, should everyone go to university? Is it going to be important? What sort of skills do people need? So that's quite a big question. Yeah. Kind of take it you <laughs> for sure, for sure. So in terms of do I think universities are important, I think they'll stick around just because of, you know, the oldest universities are like 400 years old, right? So they've had a lot of time to kind of build prestige and like, you know, um, kind of settle in our minds, our collective minds as this, kind of um, the pinnacle of like you know academic success like if you go to university if you graduate you're you know you're like sus like that's that's the you know I guess um, what 400 years of university have imprinted on our 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 minds in terms of um, do I think that university will still be as relevant today like they can be um, I don't think universities in today's form will be just because um you know, nowadays you don't really need specific skills um, to do well in your career. Like, in, for example, like on LinkedIn, or if you read anything, or any, like you'll see like, oh, top skills for like the future of work, right? And the skill that tops the list is just like um, the ability to be um, resilient. Yeah, I would, I would say, I would, I would encourage more and more people not to go to university in future, but if, like, just as a general thing, but if I, if I knew them, you know, if I got to know them and I'd say, if I had to give them a piece of advice, you know, you always put yourself in, in a position that will, um, that, that is, you know, the most beneficial for you, right? Like, if that position, if that environment that you, that, um, if the environment in which um, you'll gain the most out of is a university, then, you know, go to university. Mm. Or if the environment is, you know, I don't know, if you want to start a startup and you want to join, like, a collaborative working space, right? Like, you know, do that. Or, you know, if you just want to travel, like, if you have no idea what you're doing, you just want to travel, do that. But in ter- as a, instead of, like, telling people, oh, you should do this, I would frame the question, you know, which environment is going to be the best for you versus... You know what thing, what activity, what you know, um, what, what's going to be um, the best for you? Yeah. So I think in like summary, it's like we talk about how it's like don't spend a minute doing something you don't want to do. Like like what you were saying earlier. Like if you know what you want to do, don't go. Oh, I'm going to work a different job to like be that platform. Yeah. But at the same time, if you don't know what to do, that's okay. And the best thing you can do is actually just kind of not force your pigeonhole yourself into something and you can take some time and you can figure it out so it's it's kind of a it it becomes a very um nuanced distinction when we when you give that sort of advice but i think yeah no there definitely is that distinction exactly and like you know even a little exercise you can do is just like is, is just finding a direction however vague that direction may be right like you know, if you know at the end of the day, regardless of what you want to do or how you want to do it, you want to make a difference. That's you know better than having no clue. Like mm. I don't want to make a difference. Like you know, like <laughs> or that too. You know, that could be the direction that you take. But having you know having something very vague is better than having nothing. And then you can just like trip away at it. Oh, okay, mm. you know, I like it. I want to do it this way, or I want to do it through this means. And then 
you know, eventually you'll get there. And that's, you can always, you can only make progress. Like, however small um, the steps you take, like, as long as you're moving forward, like, you know, that's, that's, that's calls for celebration in my book. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much. It's great to have you on. No, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. Pleasure having this conversation. Likewise. It's really fun. Hope we can have some more, you know, not even when the camera's rolling. I'm always a big fan.